It is Friday, February 7th, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. Uh, welcome to the show, day two. Uh, appreciate everybody who tuned in yesterday, uh, whether you listened to the podcast or, or watched on YouTube or Facebook. Um, had a bunch of people reach out, so thank you for that. Um, and obviously, we'll keep digging here. I uh, wanted to start out today with a couple of news items from Tony Stewart Racing um, that came out in the last couple of days. Um, first of all, adding Advanced Auto Parts as a sponsor of both the 14 and 15 sprint cars this year. Um, it'll include primary placement for not only Advanced Auto parts but also advanced professional car quest and TechNet. Uh, good to see some new partners coming into sprint car racing uh, obviously the 15 of donnie shots the 14 of tony stewart but the 14 has been driven by tim shea for the last couple of nights at dirt car nationals um, but obviously we'll see smoke in that car most of the season um, and the other uh, news item will excite those gamers out there uh, tony stewart announcing he is going to release a sprint car video game tony stewart sprint car racing um, is a video game for xbox and playstation the game will be uh, be released for download on february 14th it features the all-stars the all-star tq midgets and 305 sprint cars um, also the voice of Blake Anderson will be in there I saw that so pretty cool for that uh, if you're interested in that check that out um, I didn't talk about this yesterday but I wanted to kind of go back and, and give you, you the rundown on what's going on with the UMP modifieds at Dirt Car Nationals um, always a fun category at Dirt Car Nationals um, ton of cars every night uh, good fields a lot of NASCAR guys show up to race in this um, the first night they had 75 cars, the second night they had 78 cars, um, and then last night 81 cars uh, on the property for Dirt Car Nationals. Guys, you know, the, the, the usual suspects, you're, you know, your Kyle Stricklers, your Nick Hoffmans, um, you know, guys like that. Uh, David Stremme, obviously there as well. But then, you know, this field also includes Ray Bollinger, Donnie Moran, Brian Ruhlman, Kenny Wallace, um, David Stremme, Justin Allgaier, uh, NASCAR, Justin, uh, NASCAR driver Justin Haley, Mike McKinney, Sheldon Creed, Matt Crafton, um, a, a ton of great guys. There are a ton of great cars. Um, looking back on Tuesday night, uh, the opener of Dirt Car Nationals, Michael Long, he won um, the opening night for the second straight year. He beat Kyle Strickler, Ryan Kripe, Nick Hoffman, and Zeke McKenzie. Zeke went 28th to 5th um, in that feature, uh, and those features aren't super long. Um, but uh, Stremme had a big wreck. Uh, if you missed that, go check that out on the Dirt Car Racing YouTube. He got turned on the backstretch, collected a few cars. Justin Haley got airborne. Um, so go check that out if you haven't seen that. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, Kyle Strickler, your winner over Nick Hoffman, uh, David Stremme, Michael Long, and Jason Hughes. Zeke McKenzie again 25th to 8th uh, pretty incredible night for him again he was your hard charger um, obviously both nights now he was um, a hard charger for the first two nights Last night, uh, Nick Hoffman grabbed the win over Mike McKinney. Uh, Hoffman grabbed the lead pretty early on, lap seven, lap eight, and, and held on from there to win. They had some cautions that made it a little bit closer than it, than it probably looked, but, but Hoffman drove away to win that. Brian Ruhlman was third. Um, Zeke wasn't hard charger for the third straight night, but he did go 16th to sixth. Again, another big moving night. If we could get Zeke to start a little further up in that feature, he might win one of these things. Uh, Justin Allgaier was fourth, and Kenny Wallace was seventh. Um, they continue through the weekend at Dirt Car Nationals. They will race uh, tonight, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. Uh, and I believe maybe Monday as well. I'd have to go look at the schedule to be sure. Um, and then the Big Block Modified Super Dirt Car Series and the Late Models Takeover for Dirt Car Nationals for the remaining time next week. Um, the other racing going on uh, last night, we've been talking about, we talked about it yesterday, uh, is the uh, Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series at East Bay Raceway Park. Um, I didn't talk about this yesterday, but I, I wanted to co go back and mention this. I saw the video. 
Jonathan Davenport um, leading um, and hits a hole in turn four. It folds the whole nose underneath the car. He loses control basically right at the flag stand, and Kyle Bronson, nowhere to go, piles into the back of him. Um, both drivers' nights uh, obviously ended, and, and cars were hurt pretty good. I, I believe both guys had to go to backup cars. Um, I heard it, Bronson had to go back to his shop. He's actually from Florida and had to get uh, some work done at his shop um, to get back to um, uh, East Bay for last night's show uh, on Thursday night. Um, after starting 12th, Brandon Shepard, your winner over Josh Richards and Billy Moyer Jr. Richards sent to the rear at the beginning of the race for his deck height being too tall, races all the way back to second. Um, the race was super good up front uh, to start the show. That first 13, 14 laps, Brandon Overton, Tim McCready, Boom Briggs, all those guys leading laps, swapping back and forth. Um, but once Shepard got to the lead on lap 14, he took off, and, and that was pretty much all she wrote um, for the uh, Lucas Oil Dirt Light Model Series at East Bay Raceway Park. Let me pull up the points real quick um, just to give you a quick rundown on where we are for right now. Obviously, like I said yesterday, a lot of, lot of uh, racing left to go this year. Um, but Brandon Shepard is your new points leader over Tim McCready and Devin Moran uh, for the season-long points. Um, and then for the uh, Speed Weeks points, Brandon Shepard, also your leader over Tim McCready and Devin Moran. Um, with some, some nights and stuff still to go here. So keep in mind, uh, um, let me get a quick check at the schedule here while I'm looking, um, just so you can get an idea of what's left. Uh, obviously, East Bay uh, tonight, the 7th, again on the 8th. Um, and then they move over to Alltech Raceway on the 9th uh, to finish out the Lucas Oil Winter Nationals, or to finish out the, the, the Speed Weeks here for, for Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series. Uh, sprint cars in action again last night at Dirt Car Nationals. Uh, the All Star Circuit of Champions, their final night at Volusia for the Dirt Car National or for their portion of Dirt Car Nationals before the World of Outlaws take over um, uh, on Friday night, obviously tonight as we speak. Um, good feature. Um, some tire issues late in that race. Um, you saw guys like Sam Hayfertee, Wayne Johnson, Tim Schaefer, Parker Price Miller all losing right rear tires. Um, uh, start out that feature, uh, Ian Madsen, uh, Brad Sweet up, up front again, you know, just like the night before. Um, Reitzel comes, he takes the lead. Um, it was his first Volusia win, his 26th All-Star win. Uh, like I said, Ian Madsen uh, fast again. He finished second the first night, third last night. Um, and crazy stuff. A lot of cautions there at the end as, the, as some guys started losing right rear tires. And... Um, it looked like maybe Reitzel was going to have a problem too. His, his tire was definitely showing cords. Um, and a lot of people worried if he was going to be able to make it to the finish or not. And, and after he won, he went to victory lane and they did all the pictures and the hat dance and stuff. And then, uh, what they went to roll the car back to the trailer and the tire had gone flat sitting in victory lane. So they actually had to change the tire, um, in victory lane to be able to get the car all the way back to the trailer. So uh, pretty crazy stuff there last night from Volusia. Um, hopefully we won't see so those tire issues pop up again. Uh, it was super windy yesterday at, at Volusia, and I, I know they had some issues at East Bay as well. Um, we had a weather system come through the south, which actually we're still dealing with a little bit this morning, but brought a lot of wind and a lot of rain, some tornado warnings and things like that. So um, I'm sure that wind had, probably had a lot to do with uh, the issues at Volusia. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll get those solved, and uh, or not get those solved, but the, the, the wind hopefully won't be a factor uh, the remaining time at Volusia. 
Um, looking at some analytics, I kind of wanted to, I know I talked about it briefly yesterday, but uh, some of the stuff I'm doing with Dirt Tracker, um, I've got some, I, I'm kind of working on, on an analytics kind of project for the site. And, and so far, um, I've added all of the outlaw shows from 2019, and I, I've got the full night's results. I've got qualifying through the feature. I've got heat races. I've got, the one thing I'm kind of missing on a few of those races is money. I've, I've put up a money stat um, just to kind of give you an idea if you're looking through those pages about what you know what kind of money guys brought home but I have I'm, I'm missing that money amount for some of those features so I don't have complete uh, complete numbers for the money but I do have um, things like starting position finishing position um, that kind of plus minus I'm able to figure out um, and so I'm gonna start kind of working towards some kind of more advanced stats and and some more kind of complicated breakdowns of, of how the season went and and I'm really curious about um, you know, kind of predicting if there's a specific stat or a specific place you finish it, you know, in, a, in qualifying or in a heat race or something that, you know, sets you up for the night. And so I'm kind of going to start um, working on some, some more advanced numbers to kind of see what um, I can get, you know, kind of figured out in, in terms of stats to see what I can predict on a nightly basis. Um, and so I, I'm going to add more seasons. Um, I'm going to add more series. I think I mentioned that yesterday. Um, it, let me know if you have an opinion. If, you know, if you're listening to the show, reach out on, on social media or, or email me. Um, let me know what you think about what I like. Which direction I should go next? Should I add more outlaw races? Should I go further back? Um, I'm going to continue like. Since I have 2019 in, as 2020 races happen, I'm going to be kind of putting those in in real time. Um, but going through and backfilling races, should I do that first or should I go back through and add other series? Uh, let me know what you think um, if you have an opinion there. Um, but I have, like I said, the 2019 season. Um, and then I've gone ahead and not only do I have uh, results for each race night, but I've added driver pages. So if you click on a driver's name anywhere through the analytics section, it'll take you to a page with just their information. Um, it includes a full list of their results for the season, um, their feature wins, top fives, top tens, um, average finish, average start, that kind of incomplete money number, um, lap sled, their feature plus minus is, is you know where they start to versus where they finish. Same with the heat race, um, and then their qualifying average. Um, so kind of for today, I wanted to take a look at, um, everybody was talks about how important qualifying is, um, with the outlaw format. You hear guys all the time, like, oh, you know, we got to make sure we, qual we qualify well, because that sets you up for the whole night. Um, so I kind of wanted to look into some numbers and see, you know, about that importance of, of qualifying and what that actually looks like in, in number form. Um, so I went back and I pulled out all of the, um, qualifying positions for every race winner for last season. So I had I have 73, um, I believe 73, yeah, 73 basically nights where there was a qualifying and a feature run. Um, there's a couple of races throughout the year where there is no qualifying. Um, obviously, Saturday at the Knoxville Nationals and Saturday at the Jackson Nationals, there is no qualifying um, because those those feature nights and, and all the mains and stuff are set up through the previous night's action. Um, so I went back through and I've kind of got it broken out here. Quick time won 12 of 73 features um, in 2019 for the World of Outlaws, so that's about 16%. Uh, what's interesting is that's not the highest number. Um, we actually had more winners who qualified second um, than we did the, the quick timer. So second quick uh, in qualifying won 16 races this year is about 22%. 
Third quick won eight races, fourth quick won nine races, and fifth quick won four races. So if you look at it, that top five qualifying, um, that's about 67% of the features won started in that top five um, throughout the season. But what's interesting is that I wanted to kind of see obviously all the way through and, and how deep this goes um, in terms of like where you can qualify and still have a chance. Um, so continuing on back, sixth won three races, seventh won a race, eighth won six, ninth won three races. Um, so still some chance there obviously as you get down further into the top 10 and qualifying. Um, no 10th fastest qualifier won a feature in 2019, which I think is interesting, but 11th won two races, 12th won three races. Um, and then so here's where we start kind of running out of numbers here. No 13th fastest uh, won a feature. Hey, maybe that's a luck thing, obviously 13. Um, 14th quick won two races. 15th quick actually won three races. Um, and some different formats here. Now is kind of where we kind of get into some of those weird spots where we had Brent Marks at the National Open. He won from 15th in qualifying. And Trey Starks at Knoxville, uh, his prelim night, won from 15th. Um, obviously some different formats for both of those shows. Um, but the one kind of standout here, David Gravel won from 15th um, at Colorado Speedway early in the spring. Uh, that's a standard outlaw format. So he had to do some work uh, through his heat race and, and into the feature to, to get up there to win that race. No 16th fastest qualifier, no 17th fastest qualifier um, won a show in 2019. The, the kind of low man on the totem pole here, um, 18th fastest was the furthest back somebody won a race from qualifying. That was Brad Sweet, um, but at the King's Royal. Um, and so obviously the King's Royal, they do heat race inversions. Um, so that kind of changes things up a little bit. I believe the first three or four like spots in the 30s are what start on the front row of the heat races. So obviously Brad being 18th quick, that set him up for a halfway decent spot um, in a heat race, um, which then allowed him to win King's Royal. So a little, like not necessarily a fluke uh, per se, but but uh, a little bit of kind of extenuating circumstances with him winning from 18th. Um, I wanted to kind of also look at that difference between shots and sweet here with qualifying. Um, if you look at the average start position, Sweet's average start position for the season was 6.2. Shots is 6.9. Um, if you total that up over those 73 features, um, it, basically if you add together all of the, the starting positions for Sweet and for Shots, um, that total starting position number for Sweet is 455. That total number for Shots is 505. So that's a 50 position difference over the full season, um, which then equates to about 0.7%. Um, for the season, um, to get kind of give you an idea of you know the the importance of that number. Um, Sweet's feature plus minus for the season was plus 90. His heat race plus minus was 31 um, with his qualifying average being 6.7. Shots, though, had a much better feature plus minus at plus 125. That's 35 positions higher in the feature that he was able to advance. Um, and then he had a heat race plus minus of 43. So again, uh, more advancement in the heat race for shots. But because of that 50 position um, deficit that he had over the course of the season too sweet, he would have needed to obviously make up a lot more of that to have a chance. Um, and we saw obviously at the end of the season shots uh, comes up a couple of points short and, and sweet wins the championship. So um, 
going to kind of continue working in this direction with some of these numbers. I would really like to get to a point where I could almost, you know, have a prediction on a nightly basis based on past results um, of, of, you know, who could be up front and, and, you know, maybe not necessarily do power rankings per se, but actually have, you know, some real data to kind of back up um, those decisions. So as I continue working through these, um, these numbers and kind of thinking about things, I'll continue adding um, some stuff to the page. And I actually added average start to the driver pages yesterday as I was working through this. So you can find that stuff there now. Um, and then we'll, we'll continue kind of talking about this. And, and uh, as we add more series, uh, more races, things like that, obviously, you know, these discussions can kind of expand. Um, but I wanted to um, point out some podcasts this week um, that uh, ha had some some good guests. Uh, Wing Nation this week actually blew it out of the water. Uh, Fred Raymer and Zimco Racing both appearing on Wing Nation. Um, so go check those out. And then also Wing Nation talked to both outlaw rookies, Wayne Johnson and um, uh, Mason Daniel this week. And I actually sat in on that show with Steve Post. Um, so go check those out from Wing Nation. Rip the Fence has Raleigh Helmling, uh, USAC president for quite a, uh, quite a few years. Uh, we had David Gravel on Open Red. He's getting ready to do that uh, that kind of first foray into stock racing. And as we sit here Friday, uh, I believe uh, ARCA cars will be on track today. So uh, keep up with that and see how David does through the weekend. Um, what happens in this in this ARCA race for David will kind of help set him up for his NASCAR license um, and get him prepared for those truck races that he's going to run through the season. Um, and then Dirt Nerds has John Ivey. So check those out. Um, you can find all that stuff at dirttracker.com slash podcast. Uh, Dirt Tracker, I, I didn't mention this yesterday, uh, D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R, Dirt Tracker. So one T, no E, and Dirt Tracker. Um, let's get a quick check of the pay-per-view shows that are going to be available tonight um, at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Uh, Dirt on Dirt has the winter freeze from Screven Late Models, um, Volusia, Dirt Car Nationals, both Dirt Car UMP Modifieds and NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars will be live on Dirt Vision. Um, the Sunshine Swing uh, sh uh, Short Track Super Series Modifieds from Alltech Raceway is on Dirt Track Digest. Um, the Winter Dirt Games for the USAC National Midgets kickoff at Bubba Raceway Park on Flow Racing. Um, East Bay, again, Lucas Oil Late Model Series back. That's on Lucas Oil Racing TV. Um, and then three shows, looks like, from Speed Shift. Uh, Winter Nationals from North Florida, uh, 602 Sportsman Mods and Florida late models um, Arizona Speedway for the IMCA Desert Short Track Tour and Hendrick County Motorsports Park uh, USCS Sprint Cars Mod Lights V8 Warriors Mini Stocks uh, 4.64s Open Wheel Modifieds all of those three shows are on Speed Shift like I said you can find all of that at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight um that's it for today. Um, I, the Dirt Tracker, uh, obviously, besides things like the daily news, you know, I keep mentioning the pay-per-view stuff, podcasts. Um, I got track pages on there as well. This was kind of one of those things that uh, kind of got brought up initially when I first started uh, talking about doing Dirt Tracker was having some some track stuff and and some requests like from some team guys and some people that had reached out to me on Twitter. So I currently have 151 tracks in the track section. Um, if you go on there, I've got them broken down by state at some point. As I get to it, I'm going to make that searchable by zip code and some different things. Um, I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but each track page has basic track info, you know, phone address, um, website address, things like that. Um, I've got weather on there for each track and then uh, doing some kind of cool things through Google Maps. Um, I've got nearby car washes, which was a big request from the crew guys, um, and then nearby restaurants, hotels, and stores. So if you are a race fan or a race team traveling to maybe a track you haven't seen this year, 
Um, there's some good information on there. Um, and if you see something maybe I'm missing or um, you think I can make some improvements, uh, let me know and we can uh, we can obviously work through that stuff as we go. Um, if you'd like to f- uh, kind of follow and keep up with Dirt Tracker, you can uh, like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dirt Tracker. Um, like, uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, uh, twitter.com slash Dirt Tracker. Um, obviously, the website address, dirttracker.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler. Um, and then I put the weekly newsletter sign up. That's live right now on Dirt Tracker. Um, so get signed up for that. And I will probably send out maybe a f- the first email for that this weekend. Um, I'll get that compiled and get that sent out for those of you that have signed up for that. So uh, with that, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, it is the weekend now. Uh, keep up with everything that's going on. We'll be back on Monday. Monday with a new show. Um, So check that out and uh, appreciate y'all tuning in.